Yes, people, welcome once again to another episode of Saint and Greaves. Your boy is Saint and Greaves. Saint and Greavesy, episode 65, Beer Rap and Banner. Um, Did you say Saint and Greavesy or Saint and Greasy? <laughs> Saint and Greasy. First Greasy of the day, nice and early. That's it, that's it. Get it in. Um, I would shake your hand, but I'll give you a Corona, a corona, corona Spud. spud. Elbow, with the elbow. Elbows. Or with the feet. It'll be like Kid and Blade. Do you remember in House Party when they're... Kit, 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 kit. <laughs> when you say, didn't you say that's how people were greeting each other? Uh, in um, Somewhere in China, I think that banter originated. Yeah. You might find a little viral video of that somewhere. So it's at beerrapandbanatgmail.com. Yep. Um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to share. Tell a friend. Uh, big up all the listeners from day, all the new listeners. Um, uh-huh. And don't forget, we've got the Play On Football podcast. Most definitely. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, man. How you been, Cal? I've been just, I don't know. What's the word to, to describe Chilling. it? Ill, man. Ill. Um, I didn't have no coronavirus, but I've been recuperating. I had a little bit of a cold. You know what these weather conditions are like over here and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm back, man. I'm back on the other side. That's it. And we're back and we're recording at uh, Riverside Coffee Lounge. Always big up. And then in the background, Minter Road barking, IG11, OGE, playing some lovely jazz in the background. Oh, yeah. um, I've been good, man. I'm recovering from a from a hangover on Friday. I went and played crazy golf in Bank. I like how you didn't need to wait for me to ask you how you was. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been good. <laughs> yeah, I've been great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no, I went and played um, this golf, uh, sort of crazy golf thing. Uh, and I went and played with loads of work colleagues. And uh, it was nice. It was good. I got I got a bit too drunk, and I didn't do as well as I maybe could have or should have mm. playing golf. What was your score? Because uh, it's not so. It's basically you get points for going through different parts of the the golf course or getting it in a hole in one or hole in two. And your golf ball's got a little um, little sensor on it. So basically, I came last in both oh. games, and it was me and like five other women. And I know you shouldn't oh. sort of stereotype, but I was sort of expecting to do better than that. I, I was uh, playing crazy golf on my birthday a couple of years ago, and uh, it was just me and my ex, and she absolutely destroyed me. Did it she? Was, it was so embarrassing. Did she? Did she, did she turn up with like the golf golf glove and the uh, and the and the bag and like the caddy? Golden and all golf gloves. <laughs> she had the visor and <laughs> personalized golf balls. <laughs> Initials on the golf. She balls, like dating Tiger Woods. Like it was kind of. She had her own clubs in the boot. I was like, hold on a minute. Who clubs? initiated the date? Was it her? She's like, oh, I'll take you somewhere. Don't I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go somewhere and show uh, that you're the mate, man and then lose, you just end up getting washed girl is absolutely horrible isn't it it's just come on it just doesn't do much for your male pride your male ego yeah um bruised. It, was, it was called putt shack so i went to putt shack mm. in bank and it's worth going if you're going on a date with a group of friends um bit pricey it was like six pound a pint so six pound a pint that was a bit of a bit of a killer but big up all the work lot um and yeah man so just recovering taking it easy Do you remember when you could get a pint for a pound in a student bar back in the day <sighs> back in the day good times good times you're not doing that anymore no nah, but it usually be watered down beers but you can go to um i don't know weatherspoon's got the cheapest beer now and the best beer so still swear by it about four quid for a pint in weatherspoon's no nah, two pound sixty two pound eighty of good like good ales and beers so okay this is this is a. Uh, I know this is beer wrap banter. We're not drinking any beers. We just had a coffee and a, a green tea. But we're, we're sitting. It's a beautiful day. It is. Doing the window window uh, scenic route, just watching all yeah, the people coming out. It feels a bit different kind of looking out of the window. It's nice getting some inspiration. I might just start waving people. Paw. <laughs> I just waved at some guy with his kid and he smiled like, what are you guys doing? So we're going to get into it. We spoke about the coronavirus. Um, what's your thoughts just quickly on... Um, people not shaking hands and like touching elbows or in the Premier League, they refuse to shake hands. So you got to keep it, um, keep it fresh, man. Try and be aware of hygiene. Uh, shout out to Kyra. Uh, she's a singer. And she did a little video the other day about, you know, washing your hands properly. But she put a little swag and she was okay. doing like a little dance and stuff, like a little Corona step dance, you know. It's the Corona um, skank. But we all have to be kind of like aware of these things, man. Uh, be like washing your hands properly. You should be doing that anyyway. You should right? be doing that anyway. It's mad how this sort of, this virus epidemic, if you can call it that, is having people, making people realise that they've got to actually take more time in their hy- hygiene routine and wash their hands. That's all you've got to do is just wash your hands and you'll be fine. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of awareness has been going around in hospitals for a while already. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, over here in the UK, I don't know where our listeners are listening to us from. Uh, I know not everyone is fortunate enough to have a health service like we do over here. Um, God bless uh, the NHS. God bless the NHS. Not for very much longer if Boris Johnson gets his way, but... Well, they've started privatising and selling off little bit by bit, haven't they? So uh, let's see how long uh, it stays uh, state services for. But yeah, when you go in the hospital, you'll see all of the little antibacterial um, little um, dispensers. The little hand gels. When you move from like department to department. So maybe we should be bringing that into workplaces and schools. And, you know, every time you move from one area in a building to another, there's a little antibacterial hand wash somewhere where you can just... Wipe it up, keep it clean, and then move on to the next area. Might get a bit, might get a bit silly after a while. Your hands will be like, everything will be slipping through your hands. I mean, you won't probably use it all the time, but just for it to be there for the option. Because I think maybe sometimes the way that germs pass is from people like you know going to the toilet and not washing their hands, and then opening doors and stuff. And so when you come to open the door. You know, you put your hand on the door where somebody's had some germs on it, you know, stuff like that. It's like when you go to the toilet, men's toilets, and you wash your hands and then you think, oh, shit, I've got to, like, open the door. So I try and use either, try and open the door. At try hand. and use your, your feet to kind of <laughs> pull them. <laughs> Stand on my feet open. and try and prize it open with my feet. <laughs> or, or I grab the door handle bit of somewhere I think bare people haven't touched it. So I try and grab it at the bottom or at the top and pull it. Or try and use techniques. Yeah, or just like use, a li- use a little bit of tissue paper to kind of open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I put my special door opening glove on. <laughs> it's like the London Underground as well. Like you have to wash your hands after you come out of London Underground. It's you know what? That's something that um, I didn't adopt until quite late. I used to always get colds. Um, and I was, you know me, I'm always commuting. I'm always on the yeah, tube, yeah, always yeah. on the bus. And it, that was a game changer for me a couple of years ago when I did start washing my hands religiously like straight away as soon as I, uh, I get to my destination you have to 100% hands. as soon as I come home when I got up, come off the train and that washing my hands and then I stopped getting so many colds man it's important to wash your hands and not just use the, the hand sanitizer straight away like you have to wash your hands with soap and water first and then apply the hand sanitizer later on down the line I think I, just I don't even do the hand sanitizer yeah nice it's, it's, I don't but I just wash my hands yeah. but it was interesting seeing what's going on even yesterday when I went to a uh, co-op near me to get some toilet roll because we run out of toilet roll yeah and there's been a few sticky situations where you go sit down at the toilet and you look to your left and this is like toilet sticky situation oh. grief especially changing my diet as well my vegetarian diet at lunch has <laughs> been <laughs> changing your diet changing your diaper grief oh have you ever had that? <laughs> have you ever gone to work like gone to bust a shit and then there's no toilet roll and you're stuck oh mate and you've got a sort of like do up your trousers and like run to the next ah. toilet <laughs> make sure no one sees you and hoping, hoping that no one stops you be like uh, can you come in just for a quick chat or a meeting oh you'll be like oh, clenching your butt cheeks lucky for me our toilets are well stocked I haven't had that problem man That's yeah uh, neither have I uh, <laughs> but, um, but I went to sorry I went to come up to get toilet roll <laughs> and um there was people been panic buying which I didn't know I was completely oblivious to it because I was yesterday panic biting panic buying oh right yeah, panic buying. People are going mad, biting each other. No. <coughs> People have been panic buying and buying toilet rolls and buying packs and packs of toilet rolls to the point where the whole shelf at Co-op was completely cleared out. And the only thing left was this like, Co-op-owned paper-thin toilet roll that like, if you press too hard, your finger's going to go through the toilet Dead. roll. And, like, yeah, I had to that buy toilet it. toilet roll that scratches up your bum. No, nah, it, it was baby soft. It was calm, okay. but it wasn't as good as like some of the more well-known brands that are like velvet like an Andrex or nothing like that yeah I mean there are other brands out there we're not you know we're not sponsored yet imagine if we got sponsored by toilet roll that would be like grease grease <laughs> <laughs> toilet roll and baby Jewish. lotion <laughs> where you at come holler at us holler at your bo- well perfect sponsor for us yeah not for me I'm not I'm I'm like West Side Gun trying to you need to be sponsored by a company that makes the pregnancy test that's what you need to be sponsored by um, yeah, I don't know any pregnancy. <laughs> Whatever that is. I'm trying to be like, doo, 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 doo. anyway, so. Shoot the club up. There's people that have been fighting in Costco and people that have been fighting in supermarkets to buy all this toilet roll mm. because of the panic buying of the coronavirus. And I'm just thinking, you idiots, like, coronavirus don't give you the shits. Hey, bruv, you just reminded me of this meme. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Her when I'm on the pill and then it's got the man like the salt bay, but a cartoon character dashing the sperm. I've seen that. Guy from a. Uh Family uh, guy, not family guy, King of the Hill. I watched a Frankie Boyle stand-up thing like on channel, was it one? And he says, like you having a kid is like one of your orgasms has a face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn. We're starting greasy on a Sunday. That on is, the, that on is the, very dark. On the holy day. Very dark. On the Lord's Day, recording on a Sunday, mm. so the, the energy's slightly different. But talking about all of this grease and this coronavirus stuff, I uh, found this article here in the Huff Post uh, where they said Tinder has been warning wannabe hookups to keep a social distance to be safe with all of this coronavirus stuff going on. See, what would you do, just before you go into it, what would you do if like, you've swiped with someone, you've matched up with them, and, um, oh, look at that guy's jacket, patterned. And then you went on a date, and then your date was all like, <coughs> oh. coughing, sniffling, and tried to hug you and shake your hand, or leaning for a kiss. Oh, leaning for the kiss, I'd be like, oh, so, oh, you know what, I forgot I've got something I've got to do, I've got to quickly go, uh, let me just quickly go to the toilet. <laughs> oh, I forgot I've got to go somewhere, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, what's the rules, what's Tinder saying? Oh, man, well, Tinder just issued a, a, it's almost like a public safety announcement, you know. Um, they've said, your well-being is our number one priority, and they've suggested keeping a social distance and public gatherings. Um, and... Uh, it says, Tinder is a great place to meet new people. And while we want you to continue having fun, protecting yourself from the coronavirus is more important. Wash your hands frequently. Carry hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your face. Maintain social distance in public gatherings. But, I mean, if you're on a Tinder date, you, your kind of closeness is the whole point. How can you maintain a social distance when you're on a Tinder date? Unless you do it from, like... Because, you know, some women like a bit of intimacy. They might want to be holding hands. You know, you might kind of want to stroke her hair or something, look into her eyes, you know, that kind of thing. On the first date? Well, well if it's going well. You're looking to fall in love on the first date. If it's going well, you know, yeah, there might, and like you say, there might be a little kissing going on on the first date. Not with this coronavirus, there ain't going to be a goddamn put, thing going on. Put your on. face mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> rub your face you're, in you it. Know what you got to do? you got to message her on Tinder when you're on the date. Like, she stands and sits in one corner of the bar, <laughs> you sit in the other corner of the bar, and you just message each if other. If she comes That's in wearing them, them masks, if she comes in looking like Bane from, from Batman with Bane. <laughs> or Superman, whatever he's from. Oh, with but them I mask. wanted to kiss her on the date. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do the impression, but <laughs> oh, oh, just yeah. So just be careful out there. I know everyone listening to this is going to get it on your commute or throughout the week. So just make sure you're washing your hands. Don't get caught up in the panic, panic buy. Um, leave some toilet roll for for the normal people that obviously, you know, need the stuff. So the people that need to do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> um, just while I just got a message from uh, one of our co-hosts, Ash. So big up Ash, who we do play on with and. Beer rapping band, he's on a stag do. Yeah. Uh, I just got to in, jump in there. So big up Ash and big up Lou. Lou. Yes, nice up man like Lou. I see you in your picture. I see you shining. I see you having a good time. Yeah, uh, we was lively. So yeah, so this is an interesting one. So Ashley sent us the stag and he said like his mates have gone uh, away in Europe, Copenhagen for a stag do. And he sent us a picture of like him and his mates and a stag do. And then this other guy dressed up as an air hostess <laughs> and he was like the difference between a white stag do and a black stag do and when we were a bit bad thinking which which one is which one is his friend lou is it there's the white guy the black guy and the white guy's wearing lipstick he's wearing uh high heels he's proper well done up he's well he's got pink high heels on he's well toned out he's got a <laughs> he's got a red like he's looked like he's flying with British Airways or something, and then he's got <laughs> and actually he's got his mate who's just like got his hood up in it no no dress no nothing I'll tell you what, that air hostess looks like she's ready to give some first-class service, I'll tell you. Oh. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. So we've got a big up Lou on his, in his wedding day and also uh, the stag. And whatever you do, I hope he's okay. I hope the hangover's not too bad. Mm, shout out to them, man. Because I got dressed up I got dressed up on my stag, do you remember, in Berlin? Yeah. But mine wasn't too mad. What do you mean? You dressed up like an old granny. You had a dress on and everything and a wig. Yeah. And, if, and I had the, had the sliders and I had the stockings. But yeah, that was a bit mad, didn't it, really, when I come to think about it, but I embraced it. <laughs> Shit, human dummy day. See, that's the hilarious thing about the difference between the white stag and the black stag. Yeah, black, black black guys not getting no dress, so no, no. Yeah, black black guys, we, we don't really do dress up, to be fair. Um, but I think white guys, you love a little bit of dress up. Yeah, we do. I ain't going to lie. We embrace it. We, 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 we roll with the banner. Like, if we got a... It's part of the banner, innit? I don't know what it is. I don't think you'd ever get, like... For a black stag, do dressing up in. Um, oh, man's gonna be in his Jordans and his hoodies like a normal day. 
<laughs> well, it's just must ugly, bro. What's the big deal? Yeah, I'm not dressing up like a bloody woman. The white guys will be like, yeah, hurry on, let me, let me get in the dress. <laughs> Saying that, though, Ryan Stagdy went to in uh, Budapest. We didn't dress him up in nothing crazy. Did he end up handcuffed or something? No, no, no. Like he just wore his normal naked. clothes. He just wore his normal he's clothes. He's a bit of a rock star, man. We was partying in Berlin, man. He, he, he was, was partying in Berlin, but he didn't... Um, we didn't wear anything on towards. He just wore his normal clothes. And I'm sort of glad in a way because he stood out and like stag dudes, they can get a bad reputation, especially like English lads, British lads. Oi, oi. When they go away. And um, yeah, they just look dumb. But big up, big up Lou and his stag, big up Ash. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves. Um, yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that story when you get back, Ash. That's going to be, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some bats for the podcast. Yeah, he says it's blitz out there and it's moving like it's, it's summer. But listen... Well, the sun's going down here already. What happened to that bright bit of sunshine, man? Like it's going to rain. This is this is England. This is England. I don't know. Um, it's been a it's been a good week. It's been an interesting week. Uh, should we jump on the music? Did you f- did you have anything else to say about the coronavirus? Why not? Um, no, nah, man. Um, well, I mean, we could talk about the death toll and all of that kind of grim stuff, but uh, it's, it's pretty grim, isn't it? Like, I think uh, we had that podcast before where I was with uh, Ryan from the Don't Be a Dick podcast, where we kind of broke the news about the coronavirus first coming out, and um. At that time, it just seemed like it's all a bit of a big deal about nothing in particular. But since then till now, it's been a good couple of weeks and the death toll has been rising. The cases have been going around. You get I think I think what's happening is, is it's mostly being uh, spreading in countries that don't have a very good health service. So over here, we've got a few cases in the UK we don't, we don't really have the fatalities because we've got very good medical care over here. Um, but it's countries that don't have like an NHS and people are out there like, you know, not doing the best practices, not washing their hands. Yeah. It's just spreading and, and people are dropping. Oh. But funny enough, it's not happening in Africa and uh, people were actually really confused like, because in Africa there's countries that are really poor and they don't have um, good health systems. Why aren't people dropping like flies? Turns out black people are immune to the coronavirus, man. <laughs> Are they? No. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> We're immune, bruv. It's that melanin. <laughs> it's definitely something. Let me Google it. Let me Google it. No, nah, let's... Nah, you, maybe. I don't know. I'm hating if it is. No, I'll be all right. Uh, well, Andrew was saying, like, in China, because they give everyone antibiotics, people's immune systems are just completely different. So, whatever you're doing, just take care. Um, are you just Googling it? Um, yeah, I'll just quickly Google it. Um, there's a lot of people talking about it, but I'm not sure I can find a solid... Uh, source at the moment, yeah. Italy's been hit the worst. Now's your time to get cheap flights. Get cheap flights to Italy. Seriously, I saw on Twitter people like, let's go to Lake Como, whatever it is, or let's go to Rome, or... Would you go, though? Mm. To Rome? Would you go to Italy full stop at the minute with the coronavirus? I got I got Andrew's family that gone to Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> and they've been put in quarantine. Just quickly, <laughs> Snopes says it is false. African people can get the coronavirus. Yeah, anyone can get it. But it's just not it's not breaking out in Africa. That's the thing. Where what? it's known that there are terrible health systems and it's just not the the, the virus. There's a lot of Chinese people in Africa. And there is now, yeah, especially with their way into yeah. sort of pumping and billions the into the country countries. The virus isn't ravaging. Like we could bring up stats in that, but that might be a bit boring. We might as well just keep it moving. Yeah, let's keep definitely keep it moving. Just keep Spudding, keep washing your hands. If you see anyone coughing mad on the train, just... Oh, have you seen the people with the plastic boxes on their heads and the plastic... <laughs> you see someone going, uh, 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 God Let me clear my... <laughs> Do you remember that grime chat that we did before? It's like, um, there was a grime MC who was sneezing on the record oh, yeah. or coughing. That's my... <coughs> excuse me. Because I'm mad like... Uh, uh, <coughs> I got corona. <coughs> At you. I think it was like some South London grime MCs when it was all about um, like the catchphrase and the sing-alongs. It was awful. Fucking awful. Anyway... Move along. Oh, that's what I want to say. Right, let's keep it moving. Um, yeah, some man. music. Uh, just before that, I watched something today. Um, H, you're familiar with H? Yeah, man. The Graham, the, is he Graham? Is he rap? He's, he's a bit northern, isn't he? He's like it's a bit northern. What is that genre? <laughs> <laughs> northern rap. <laughs> he's a bit northern. He's very northern. He's from Manchester. Ah, <laughs> uh, kid. So I'd say he does. I'd say he does a mix of Graham and rap. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, I think on one, uh, on not Kiss, what is it? On not one BBC One, what's the other thing? Capital Extra. He said, no one. The bootleg one extra. Capital, no, is it, uh, yeah, Capital have got their own thing in it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a bootleg one extra. It's literally one extra, but on Capital. 
I'd say, is it better? Is it? I don't know. I don't really listen to BBC One Extra. Loads of adverts on Capital Extra. I can't stand it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's pissing it down now. Wow. Here's new dress for summer. Live, live the on the out. podcast. It went from sunny in shorts to pissing it down. Anyway, he said yeah, on the radio that no one under his age is listening to Grime anymore. No one cares about Grime under the age of, how old is he? 19. I thought that was quite a bold statement. He's young, obviously, so he's obviously entitled to sort of his opinion and people are going to slate him for this. And he's, he's, it's only a young opinion. But are young people from 12 to, 12 to 19 listening to Grime? Do they care about Grime? Are they making Grime? Young you people c- holler at us, at Beer at Bounce on the socials. Do you care about Grime? Are you into Grime? Are you making Grime? Because I feel Drill is obviously the new wave now, the sound and the rap style and the, and the topics like it or hate it and then this new wa- this like new wavy thing where they're singing and doing the rappy singing autotune thing seems to be taking people like it's the new wave so well you know my nephew who's got a record deal is he doing the singy rappy thing he's not into grime yeah my cousin every time I try to talk to him about grime he, he doesn't want to know my, my cousin and so he, you can imagine he's got a whole group of friends that are like that and I got another nephew that's the same way as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. My, my other nephew he likes um, stuff like uh, Blade Brown and then just sort of like road rap. That's road rap. But that was a mad concept in it. That's a mad term in itself, isn't it? Like road rap was like Morrison, Blade Brown, um, K Coke. Yeah. Uh, All that kind of s- stuff. So there's a whole demographic for that. And then there's a whole demographic for like that kind of like uh, D Block Europe kind of like auto tune type of new. Oh, song. some of that D Block Europe, man. Not so much grime anymore. It's man. so bad. Some of it's really good. It's got so much potential, that guy. He's sick. The main guy. But. Oh, I don't know. It's not for me, innit? I'm not really a druggie I'm like that. And I'm not that age. Some of I'm, it is. I'm not popping pills and. and no, nah, some of it that, is wavy, but some of it is like, bro, put put a bit more of an effort in it. Like, I know it sounds harsh, but it's just not. For I don't me. rate the bars, but I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's like it's mood music. There's a certain mood when you just kind of relax and when you just want to chill out. And there's some melodies that that they can put together with the auto tune. Like when the engineer's on point, yeah, they had one mixtape where the engineer was fully like, "What were you doing? It sounded terrible." But some of the mix downs, oh, don't get me started on the mix down engineer. This new Michael Jackson, uh, some some drill record, uh, he's saying he's like making bare comparisons to Michael Jackson. But the, the, the audio mix down in it is like awful, proper, like, Damn. I was like, and it, but I'm, I'm surprised because I think it was mixed with a tiny temper disturb in London. So it's one really? of his, like, yeah, or associated with him. I was thinking maybe it's on purpose, but the, the audio mix down in the voice, it sounds like. <sighs> disappointing. Just trash. But yeah, you, you was going to say something about your cousin? So he's young. He's 15, 16, and he's making um, like this singy, wavy stuff. And he's talking about like, he's not talking about any grease or nothing like that, but it's, he, he, he's not on grime. He's not on making grime. I went to see my friend's uh, boys the other day and they're doing this singy rap thing. Um, so maybe no one is messing with grime, which is unfortunate because we're big advocates for grime. Um, who was the latest, the, the like the newest grime artist you've heard of? Because I know you're you're a lot more into grime than I am, and to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you a single new grime artist. No, I couldn't even tell you one new. Well, new grime. Wh- artist. What would you consider new? Like, is AJ Chase AJ Tracy? Is that new or not new? See, he's been out for years now, hasn't he? He's I would been out say for years. Like, he's making money, bro. Do you remember when um? The Grenfell Tower incident happened. When was that? That was a good couple of years ago. Yeah. Now. No, there is. Um, and I bucked uh, AJ. What's his name? When I went down there, I bucked AJ Tracy. When I went down there, There's so for me to actually know who he who he is, hail him up on the street. He's he'd obviously been around for years before then. This guy, this guy, his name is um, Yizzy. He did like a Prince of Grime thing, where he was clashing. He sent some dubs for like um, Dot Rotten. So I'd say Yizzy, Y I double Z Y. You just Googled that, did you? No, no, <laughs> no, I forgot his name, man. You're the new grime artist. <laughs> Google's new grime. That's how old I am. I'm like one of them old dads. Like, oh, so you guys, are you guys listening to uh, Young Yeezy Baby? <laughs> Give me two minutes. I'll tell you every new grime artist that ever came out in the last Because I'm getting old, I have, to, I have to bite my tongue and not say stupid bait things when I see young people like... Oh, man, we got to um, be politically correct. My neighbor's, my neighbor's daughter or a friend was like smoking... And I, I, I was tempted in my head to walk past and go, oh, yes, that's, that's piff, innit? Or that smells like that. But I didn't, I didn't want to say anything because you just think, who's this dumb old guy saying this? I just didn't say Because the way nothing. you say it, it will come across like saying, yes, that's a piffington. 
Smoking the piff, are you? And, I've, and <laughs> I think it's a cool new term, isn't it? Because well, I'm so old, but it's, it's like, who is this? Like, people ain't even using that. Who's this normal? dickhead? That smells leng. See, that's that's what gets me when people from our age still try to oh. use the same slang that we yeah, use Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like your un- uncles and, and oh. dads. And anyway, um, and um, Tommy B is a good grime artist who I like. He's like some white don who's a bit like Devlin. Not like, that's a, that's a lazy comparison, but he's, he's ill. And I've seen him ages ago when he did like a... Royal Rumble type Graham MC work, and I know he's worked with bigger man, so big up, big up, bigger man. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if people are listening to Graham anymore like that. But mm. it, it won't die. It's it's maybe that's why Wiley was so salty and why he had to go at Stormzy a little bit because he feels like Graham is dying, and we need we need the big people to to bring it back. We need people to keep it alive. I don't think he's gonna wait. I don't think he's gonna wait. It's always there. It's it will forever be in our culture, and it's a lifestyle as well. But I thought Stormzy was Graham, but turns out. He's just a pop star now, isn't it? And um, really, no, there, but is, there, isn't, there isn't like a new Wiley, is there? There isn't like a new Jammer or a new Kano or a new Dizzy. Like all of those guys are there. Because they're making new music. It's but there isn't, on. There, isn't, there isn't a new wave of grime. It's music. Like, there's a lot of drill artists. Well, that's a sign of the times. Music, has his, as we know, has its different journeys, especially in London culture and yeah, UK culture, so I shouldn't just continue to London, but it has these different waves of like, say, UK backpack rap that we had in the like, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, then we had road rap, then we had grime, then we had like, um, what do we have like? Drill, uh, I think. Drill, drill, and then we got like this Afro beat rap thing, like J-Huss, oh, the new J-Huss album. I didn't think it was going to be as good as the first one. But anyway, he's in his own lane. Then there's this Afrobeat thing. Then there's this like wavy singing thing. So Graham will still be there, but kids are evolving and they don't want to be listening to the same thing. So mm. I'm sure there is some new Kano's and Wiley's out there and whatnot, but this is, it's a new genre. And Graham's only, how old? 2003, 2002, 2004. So I, honestly, I don't think it's dead. I just think we. No, Graham ain't dead. Graham I just think it's gone. Dead. It's gone pretty much underground now because all of the main <coughs> people in the mainstream are still there. Like your Dizzies and your Skeptors are still there. Uh, Jay and me dropped a Graham album not too long ago. Didn't yeah, we? he's one of the people keeping it true, true, true to his form. Yeah. Like he's doing the Graham MC tour where they're just setting up shop, and they're just they're just like a live radio set, but they're like a pop up shop. Like he'll go to HMV or go to a coffee shop or he'll go to an open space. Maximum will DJ or someone will DJ and everyone will just start spraying and they'll stream it. So he's keeping it old with a new. See, it's always been this way in this scene where people diversify, don't they? And some people are hardcore purists and they get a bit upset about it. But everybody's always done that. Like, you know, some people would spit on drum and bass or they would spit on like hip hop type of beats. Yeah, they'll mix it up. On, you know, they would, they would always do that. Like maybe they would have like an R&B something or they'd have like some island music, like some Calypso, but that's, reggae type of something. Yeah, that's good, don't you think? Because that represents where we're from. Because this is such a it's melting, a melting pot. pot. yeah. Like you can jump on jungle, you can jump on uh, like Carib- Caribbean or Afro swing house, Afro blah, blah, blah. You can jump on a rap, you can jump on a poetry thing. So, And if you've got that in your album, your repertoire, as a as a as a maturing artist, you can only grow. Like you don't want to be doing stuck the same thing. Um, See, this is the funny thing. Uh, I had a conversation with Maestro once. Um, my Stiggy. My Stiggy, and he said to me, "You can't keep everybody happy all of the time." And that always stuck with me because it's like, although the purists want that sound, they're like, "Oh man, you made a banging like." hip-hop track and I just want to hear banging hip-hop tracks from you now there's going to be someone else thinking well this is getting a bit boring like come on man on the, over the course of 60 minutes you can't do something a little bit different that's you what I'm saying the same thing every time so you can't keep everybody happy all of the time even but within one genre there's sub-genre sorry to jump in but even like within grime or rap there's sub-genre surely of that or you can you can defer slightly like the BPM can still be 140 or the BPM can still be this but you could have like maybe more Dub, dub steppy, or you can have more like high. T- 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 See, more what, what I like samples. is, is um, what's the word I'm looking for? Continuity. I'll give you an example, yeah? Say you have a grand flow, right? So you could spit on a typical grand beat with your grand flow, or you could take your standard grand flow, and it's me again, coming through with this gang again, and, it, and then you can put that on a jazz beat. So like what we listen to in the background now, you can just be like, and it's me again, on a jazz beat again, and it's like it's still grime because you got your grime flow, but you just 
you've got that continuity of taking the grand flow and putting yeah, it yeah, onto yeah, a different yeah. genre. And I think that is how you can kind of have a different sound, you can remain relevant, and you can also please the hardcore fans because they're still getting that grand flow, but you can please people that want to hear something different as well because yeah. you've got a different stay kind of, you're Stay true to what yourself. Stay true to what yourself. Um, no, I hear you, I hear you. If you're into grime, I mean, there's great DJs to check out. Check out DJ Lioness. I know she's doing a thing. Check out Vectra. Um, Logan Summer, of course. So Grime ain't I dead. I that's what we got to do now. What we got to do is we got to go and find a Grime playlist and just show... Oh, it's on Spotify. Grime yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's, still, it's still there. Yeah, did you see... I reckon it's going to be around the country now, like when Jammer was taking Lord of the Mics. Yeah, the it road. is. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be the guys in Manchester, the guys in Birmingham, the guys in Leeds that are really like coming through with some raw new well, energy. Some of the best are from up north. Look at JK from Birmingham. Easily one of the best Grime MCs and kept it true. Um, did you see Kano on the Big Nasty show? Yeah. Smashed it. Yeah. And they were spitting at the end. That was a dope set as well. Yeah, man. and um, yeah, dope set. I wish they'd gone on for longer actually. Big and nasty then nasty. Kano back to back. It's Are the end of Adot. Get on, boy. Old nasty, big nasty, mm. original like because he's been doing it for from the very beginning almost. But this is it because like the Graham founders uh, or the Graham uh, still Graham there. originals as they as they call them, um, they've all gone into like different spaces now. Like Kano's an actor now. Uh, big nasty's a a TV show host, mm. um, you know, like Skeptics going into fashion. B, lethal B is just like oh, what is lethal? pop star, entrepreneur, businessman. You know I mean? Doesn't like, even need to make music. Feel me. Um, so, with that comes the growth of the music. You know, someone like Skepta, he's like a, an internationally world-renowned artist now. You know, he he's working with people like Pharrell Williams and. You know, he's doing clothing and fashion and stuff. He doesn't have to be doing some, I'm in the basement spitting a, a grand flow over a grand beat. He's still good though, yeah. You still could. But he doesn't have to, that's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't have to. But I think part of them still wants, like part of these artists, like any artist, you want to stay true to yourself or true to what sort of gets you, what you fell in love with the genre with or, or what gets you love. Um, it's an interesting topic. Let us know what you think at Beer at Bant. Um, I touched on H. He did a new record with AJ Tracy. Um, at first I was a bit sceptical but listening to it it fucking bangs it's with K Teeth have you heard that producer he's like K Teeth fuck these up like he produced for Drake and he's he's a decent producer so that's a big record uh, Rain I think it's called check that out um, okay so yeah on the um, grime tip I know P Money's got a new single um, I haven't actually quite heard it yet but um, everything he drops he's doing some work with Jamal Edwards sort of you know that reality TV program of getting young artist to, to work with and so I think he's doing something with Jamal e Edwards from a bit like that Rap Game UK yeah like I think that. similar to that I've not really looked into it but um, anything P Money does is Wire. freaking phenomenal yeah man um, Jada Kiss album Ignatius <laughs> did I do it right ha <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a rooster bro <laughs> oh talking is of 6am already <laughs> talking of it, there's a we've had a um, What's the word? Peacock. There's been a peacock in our area the last week and a half. There's been a random peacock walking around. This is totally going off the subject now. But totally. This has been a peacock walking around Chingford, like in our garden. Um, what is it? Just like jumping over fences? Jumping over fences, jumping on top of like the sheds, uh, calling out. It's been walking around. I went up to it like, proper close the other day. Mm. It's been just random. So. It didn't peck you or nothing? No, I didn't get that close. I started to take pictures and film it and then... I got a bit shook. Did it spread its wings and show you all of the, the majesty of its... Uh, I think that's only when it's mating. Oh. Or or maybe trying to scare thought, off yeah, prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of no, I didn't get too close, to be honest. But, um, yeah, Andrew's nicknamed it Steve. So <laughs> Steve the Peacock. Steve the Peacock. <laughs> I was like, it needs a name like P, like Percy or... Hey, yo, what up, P? What up, P? Perci Perci it's called Perci a pro prodigy. prodigy. Yeah. P the Peacock, man. Um, no, Steve the Peacock. So a bit random. But anyway, yeah, sorry. The Jada Kiss... That's a parrot. <laughs> 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 I can't do the so raspy voice. Um, I wasn't too impressed with that album. I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, the conversation goes with Jada Kiss. He's just been consistently all right. Consistently just above average, I'd say. That actually feels harsh. Yeah, it is, but you got, you know, uh, he's good. He's very good, but he's not like phenomenal. He's not like in the top, top tier so this is the Ignatius project you're talking about. Yeah, named after one of his closest friends. Um, I mean, I made I made this some notes of records that I liked. 
Um, I thought it was a solid, it's an okay album. I don't know if I'll be rushing back to it. Um, the record with Two Chains was pretty decent. Oh, what I did notice, which is maybe hard, is that the features stood out more than his verses. And I don't know if that's because you've had Jade, we've had Jadakus for so long, um, you know, from the Locks days uh, and then D Block. But I just felt the guest verses from Pusha T. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I'd rather have a a million fiends than a billion streams or he said something mad like that. Um that that was a that was a that was a good verse. Uh the two chains verse on Angels Get Pedicured. Two chains. Yeah. I was even thinking two chains is better than Jada, but that's like interesting debate. This is a nuts comparison. See the thing is like all of these artists you spoke of so far are, are really dope artists. Yeah, man. I know. I'm being too I, harsh I, on honestly, Jada. I think I think Jada is definitely in the same category. Yeah. Yeah, they're all in the same lane. Jada Kiss, Pusha T. He's got Di- Ty Dollar Sign on there. He's got Rick Ross on there. The features are... Those incredible. features were sick. The Rick Ross. Um, John Legend's on the there. The John Legend record was okay. Really? Just okay? Yeah. I always expect to hear fireworks when I see yeah, John yeah, Legend's yeah. name on the track. The um, It was a really deep, heartfelt album, you know, because he's talking about a lot of things. And it's solid. It's solid. It's worth a check. Me was a good record as well. Me. They sample, uh, they, they get some mad sample, and he's putting the word me in every every verse. It's me, me. Yeah, no, not featuring D-Double. <laughs> I don't think that would work. Uh, so check it out, Ignatius. It's a solid project. Um, more of the same from Jada, nothing groundbreaking. The guest verses are probably what, what take it to that little bit more, just above average, I'd say, mm. which is harsh. I haven't heard this one, so I'm downloading it right now, and I'll uh, I'll check this out later today. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing the ones with all of the features on him, and um, yeah, Jada. Yeah, for me, he's a guy like I like hearing his his verses on other people's albums, or like a collabo track with a 16 from Jada. Um, I can't say I've ever like had a, a Jada album that I thought was my favorite album, and you know, I've just never really been into Jada like that. But he's a dope artist, man. 100%. He's a legend. And I'm going to check this out. I'm yeah. downloading it now. I liked it when he collabed, collabed with, with Fabulous for the Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, see, that was hard. Yeah, that was that hard. That was hard. Um, and then... That's what I'm saying. I think maybe it's his because he came from the locks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I just kind of... I had that attachment of Jada going back to back and trading verses with people. I prefer... So Jada by himself is kind of like... I kind of miss like hearing Sheik Luch come in or Styles, Styles P, P. Or, you know what I mean? I prefer old Jada. Sort of like early locks solo album Jada featuring on Biggs type of Jada like that when his voice is a bit more raspy now and he's he's older he's grown up so you know what to expect and he's not that punchline heavy mm. uh, will make you someone who'll make you sit up or get or keep your interest for a full tape um, the same way you are with Jada I'm the same way with like Lil Wayne like I'd rather hear a guest first Lil Wayne or a freestyle from Lil Wayne mm. rather than a whole album I think Okay. Even though the new well, Lil Wayne album, he definitely spazzed and yeah, he started Wayne doing his rapidly rap rap. Hard. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely got into his rapping bag. Hardest um, album of 2020 so far, I think. Really? Um, mm. Well, what else? What uh, else come for out? For me, uh, there's nothing else uh, that's really as hard as that right In terms now. of rapping-wise, yeah. Um, although um, the next... Well, go on, yeah. I was going to say... I was going to say, yeah. Uh, so I didn't listen to the Jada album, but I did listen to this little Uzi Vert album, Eternal mm. Atake. Um, so from what I'm hearing, it's one that's been promised to come out a while ago, like a couple of years ago, and then it didn't drop. Um, and so his fans have been really looking forward to it. So it's a bit different for me. You know, I'm normally into alternative rap, and this is firmly in that kind of like mainstream, new wave, auto-tune, kind of singy, rappy stuff. Um, and uh, I honestly think it bangs, man. You know, so coming from someone that, that isn't really into this particular type of rap so much, for me to say that I like it, I think it's a pretty good album. You know, I think there's something in that. And um, he hasn't gone feature heavy. He's only got one feature on there with Sid the Kid from... Um, the internet. The internet. Um, and uh, it, it's like some very chilled sounds. There's a lot of bass in it. I feel like if I had a whip, I could pump this and this would just be my, like, yo. It's mood you know? music, innit? It's like... And also, something yeah. Something to ride to, 100%. I've never really got Uzi Vert, man. I mean, again... Not for me, but and I think he's a bit of an enigma. Like his his character and who he is yeah. uh, is bigger than the music he makes. If that makes sense, one hundred percent. Because I think maybe a lot of people don't realize that that sound that he has, he was the originator of that, and everybody jumped on it. All of these like 
little yachties and all of these lils, little this and little that. Lil Uzi Vert was the first one. Mm. Yeah, so he was an interesting one. And it yeah, he, he he needs his props for being a guy that really started a, a shift in music and it's gone on and, and there's a whole subculture based around these guys now. You know, anytime you see a guy with the plats, you know, and their name is Lil something and they're doing this auto-tune thing, it comes from Lil Uzi Mad Vert. tattoos and like choke around the neck. The choke around the neck is a bit... Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not judging. Do your thing, but that's definitely not for me. Um, <laughs> someone once said that. <laughs> someone once said if a girl wears a choker, that's like a black belt in giving head. Woo! <laughs> I do like a choker. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think women that wear chokers look very sexy. There's something about it. There's something naughty about it. It's, it's kind of like a, almost like a dog collar or something. Yeah. So it just kind of looks a bit naughty. Like, why are you wearing a collar? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so would you? So this. So you're saying the little Uzi vert is, is music to sort of party to, drive around to, on holiday to, not really to chill out to, not really to relax to. No, don't get me wrong. Like because because of the way that he kind of sings and raps, um, there is some quite sort of down tempo soul uh, full joints on there that you can sort of chill out and relax to. Um, I haven't actually had a proper listening session on my speakers yet at home. I've just kind of had my cans on and been listening to it when I'm commuting. Um, when I'm at work, but yeah, I'll session it and I, and I'll see I'll see if I can hear everything. But there's definitely a lot of bass in there, man. Mm. I'm listening to this for the bass, bass, you know? bass, the vibes. Um, yeah, nice. I like it, man. Nice, nice, nice. It's not, it's not one for the lyrics and the bars, but for the vibes, Ooh, for we, the bass. Hell yeah! Leads us nicely onto the Royce Five Nine uh, allegory. Allegory. If you're into lyrics, you're into production and you're into sort of something you can sit back and listen to or meditate to or take in on a long drive or I don't know if you listen like when you're running or anything like that, definitely this Royce album. Um, he produced all the tracks uh, himself and had a bit of help from sort of external producers chipping in. Um, and you can hear the consistency in the production for me, very sample heavy, real soul, some really nice drums and um sort of other instrumentations like being the snares and whatnot put in and you know what you're getting with Royce Five Nine, like easily one of the best rappers alive. Easily in a lot of people's top five, top ten. Easily. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. You gotta think lyrical. If you're thinking rapping, rapidly rap. I don't know. I mean it's it's never an easy thing, I think, to be in it because there's so many rappers. Just think about how many dope rappers we've had coming out of the UK, and let alone in like America, like East Coast, West Coast, Dirty South, Chicago, like Midwest. Like, there's so many rappers to narrow it down to ten, <sighs> and we're talking about we're talking about if you do all time as well, decades. Like it's like people you can listen to nineties rappers, two thousands rappers, twenty tens rappers. People like you can listen to consistently. But that, that, that top 10 or top 5 is always going to change. I think it's fluid. I don't think you could be stuck in your... It's not like your top 5 favourite um, footballers or your top 5 favourite flipping films that are sort of almost cemented in because um, of nostalgic purposes. I think with the, with the artists, you'll always have your core, your core few and then it's interchangeable. But I definitely think Royce is up there with like someone you can listen to consistently. And mm. for, for me anyway, I mean, everyone's different, you know. Um, I thought it was quite interesting the way you tied in the football comparison there because I, I think a football top 10 or top 5 could be quite difficult to do as well. Like, I mean, obviously Maradona and Pele are always going to be in with a shout. Messi and Ronaldo. But I think it's personal as well. Like, I hear what you're saying. Like, for me, Pele wouldn't be in mine. I don't know why. Maradona would more so, uh, even though he's not my generation and I'd have more modern-day footballers. Um Films as well can change, so maybe that was a bit of a mad. Uh, you yeah, know, maybe maybe, maybe Greaves should be in it after watching the uh, the Greaves. Greaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after watching the Greaves documentary. Oh, is that why you said it? Is that why you said it? Is that what you got? Yeah, to I've that. That was a, that was that original was a really football watch. pundits. I, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. But uh, we digress. Uh, sorry to cut you there. So you yeah, it's a top about, album. Uh, um, DJ Premier's on there with the samples. Go on with the scratching. Sorry, uh, it's got a really good record with Westside Gun. Benny the Butcher's on there. Uh, Conway the Machines on there, M's on there. Um, I just yeah, I liked all of like I made that all the uh, all the tracks, vast majority of the tracks, I really really enjoyed, and it's something I go back to. Ti's on there. Um, yeah, really solid album for people that want to check out something to 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 listen to and have a bit of. I think this could be played throughout the year and have a bit more weight and um, 
what's the words sort of meaning behind it down the line mm. almost like a not a timeless album but like you could play it mm. there's a good song about his dad on there as well for me like Royce the Five Nine is a guy I've been listening to forever man like 20 years probably been listening to this guy so maybe um, I know his, I know him or I feel like I know him and his music a bit quite intimately and so maybe my opinion is going to be a bit harsh and overcritical or something. I don't know. But his last album, I thought, was amazing. The Book of Ryan. He did say I that, yeah, that the other day. was one of the best rap albums of modern times. So for me, he, he's kind of set himself up with a very high standard to follow that up. And I just felt like with this new album, the Allegory, just didn't deliver. Wow, okay. So for me, maybe he's a victim of his own quality because he's, he's done so much classic material in the past. Obviously, being a, a member of the uh, uh, Slaughterhouse group, um, and you can see the link to Slaughterhouse with the feature of uh, King Crooked on this new album. Yep. Obviously him being one half of um, Prime with DJ Premier. And again, the link Those to projects Prime were with, sick. with Premier uh, doing some cuts on this album. And obviously being uh, one half of Bad Meets Evil with Eminem. And Eminem had a really dope skit on this album as well, which I like where he was just kind of doing some real candid talk. Talking, innit? Uh, yeah. And I really appreciated that from M. Um, Better rapping than M? Honestly. Better artist. Honestly, uh, I mean, M isn't one of my favourite artists. So, yeah, there's times when I've listened to M, like I say, because I feel like I know uh, Royce quite well. And there's times when I've listened to Eminem's music and I'll just think, oh, Royce wrote that. Because I kind of know the way that, that Royce writes and the way he kind of, his flow. Yeah. And I'm hearing Eminem doing it. I'm like, that's that. that <laughs> Royce definitely wrote the, that for M. Did you, see the, <laughs> did you see the Eminem challenge? No, go And on. Then everyone's going, flip it, dip it, dip it, dip it, dip it, dip it, dip it. <laughs> and then Luna, I think Lunacy was going, flip it, dip it, the fuck off, you dickhead. Oh, mate. Have you checked out his new album? Or the, the M? The new M of the Nah, album. nah, nah. Yeah, nah, did you see the guy that's like, magical, magical, lyrical, in the lyrical, clerical, clerical, panical, panical, star, stars with the... <laughs> <laughs> like proper, proper lyrical oh, miracle, but it was mate. awful, man. On, on I, saw, I saw a little clip from his new video as well. It just looked like, Standard kind of like flippy dippy 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 gum. Nah, man, that yeah. that that ship sailed a long way for me for M. Like I remember seeing him in concert when he first come over. I remember playing um his sort of like the first album mm. before people did, and I had him on like a Tony Touch freestyle, and I had him on Tony like Raucous Records sound bombing. Like when he was like punchline heavy, and he was saying some weird shit, and his battle stuff I used to find on Napster. And it's like, wow, who's this guy? And he's white as well. Sick. You're going way back to talking about Napster. Yeah, I had LimeWire Napst- in them ones. Yeah, there. even before LimeWire, Napster was first. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had Napster early, mm. and um, used to get degrees on there as well. But that's that's Freeze. another sub- that's another subject. But um, Ooh, little hot, you just smart. You see that? You see that? You see that? I don't see this this window, <laughs> this room of a view. Did you see the kids playing football out in the rain? Nothing um, typifies English kids more than playing Trust football me. in the pissing the rain and getting a security guard, some fat security guard, telling them to move on. Before he tried to get a kick of the ball. That's how we grew up, innit? That's it. No ball. Get out of here. No ball games. Kids do big yeah, up, the big, big side, if no ball games. Big up if you're listening and you grew up in an area where it said no <laughs> ball games and you still played slap ball or football. Slap ball, yes. There was a big wall in uh, my mate's block. Um, do you remember Braithwaite? Yeah. He had a big wall. Um, oh, yeah, and a Lego man used to live there as well. Um, so that was where uh, my rap crew started, Phobia, uh, just doing stuff with Lego man in, in his yard there. And um, playing sort of slap ball against that wall slap with the no ball, ball game ball. sign on it. And um, someone's parents ball against chasing the wall? you out. Oi, can't you see the sign? Can you read? Well, you, kick the ball, <laughs> you kick the ball against them against the wall. Everyone's lined up in the wall. And you smash the ball against them. One touch. Do you remember one touch? Kirby. No. no. You remember one touch? You had to one touch to kick the ball against the wall. It does ring a bell. Sorry, man. I can't go to that chamber. <sighs> I got 36 chambers and that one ain't one. That was the 37th chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember British Bulldog though. I'll never forget that because I bloody broke my arm playing it. Yeah, they banned that from prim- from schools. Yeah. British Bulldog and uh, Kiss Chase. I remember Kiss Chase. Good game. Great game. Well, if you were liked, if you were like, if you weren't liked to your butt as you, no one was chasing you <laughs> or everyone was running away from you. From my memories in primary school, everybody was playing Kiss Chase. Didn't matter how how pretty yeah, everyone was playing, were. but not everyone was, was getting caught cool or kissed. Luckily, well, because young young Ings had a had a young girlfriend in okay. year five or six, so it was okay, calm. Okay. Come on, okay. Been about this life from early. The, the grease life. No, nah, not grease at that age. Just a little little uh, little kiss. Uh, that's what? enough to catch the coronavirus, man. 
Listen, at them ages, you catch whatever you can at five, uh, year five, six, year seven, year eight. Catch me if you can on some DiCaprio. Like the gingerbread man. You better have your gat in hand, cause man. Um, anyway, go check so out. What, so, so what's the verdict on uh, the allegory? Can you give it uh, some pints out of five? Some pints, I'll give it four pints. Oof, solid. I'm four, gonna, four, I'm pints go and a, four pints and a shot. Okay, I'm going to go and give uh, three pints and a shot. We ain't done the pints. The little Uzi for three pints, yeah? Yeah, three, three, three pints and a shot, three and a half. <laughs> uh, and the Jada kiss, I'm going to give it two and a half pints. Oh, that's harsh, man. I like the pint system. I, we need to carry this. We, we yeah, left it alone. Um, did you hear the Drake freestyle? The Drake uh, Chicago freestyle with Sampha? No. And he dropped a video for it. Okay. Just talking about just being moist again, usually just usual moist yeah. things. and um, But it's it's good. I like Sampha. I really like Sampha. Um, and Sampha's then dope. he dropped uh, uh, another freestyle, When to Say When, over the Jay-Z song cry. Um, remember that classic Jay-Z record? Yeah, um, I gotta make the song cry. You can see it come down my eye. Or something I like just that. gotta make the song. Cry. And he went to Macy, went to Marcy Projects, and filmed, and he's looking a bit. You know what I liked about that song? Because that over was your shoulder. that was like a song about kind of like masculinity and kind of dealing with hyper masculinity. Mm. You know, and from a, coming from a place of you know where you kind of grew up, kind of like East London where we grew up, where you kind of have to be hard coming up in the black community and stuff, you know, you can't show no weakness. And and then, you know, there might be something that you're sensitive about, you might want to cry, but, you know, you know, Jay-Z's like, I can't see it coming out of my eye, so I had to make the song cry. So, he, you know, he, he put his pain into his music. He, Went he to wrote, a sentimental, yeah. About was that on Blueprint? Was that on Blueprint 3? Was, was it on Blueprint 3? I don't recall, to be honest with you. I have to check it's don't, Spotify, don't but shoot. it was definitely, definitely a lane where Jay... Sort of showed his uh his other side, like it's you more said. Sensitive side. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh, just Drake dropping bits and bobs. When is Drake gonna start acting? Honestly, I just kind of want to see Drake do something now because he's done some nice little bits and music videos. He bloody owns Top Boy. I've seen Fifty Cent coming in and out of uh, Power. Uh, I'm I'm just so ready for Drake to to be on the screen and do something, man. Do you think that might might be something will happen? I can see in 2020. I can see with um. I just checked the Jay Z was a, uh, the Blueprint album, but yeah, um, I think with Drake, he's probably got his eye on more producing and being behind the camera. So where he sort of executive produced Top Boy, I don't know how much he had to, a part in sort of having an input. He probably like financially and and boosting it. He was there. I know he did the work with him and Chris Brown's song. He probably had a hand in like producing or directing that or working mm. behind the scenes. So I think he's he's going down that lane because. I think he's people know him from when he was actor that that in that high school thing, mm. and he might make some appearances because otherwise he would have been in films already. He's like a guest appearance. Yeah, like French Montana was like a guest actor in these these romantic dead films, or whatever that no one really cared about. French Montana was doing that. I think Drake's going to be more behind the scenes, mm. putting shit together. Could even put together a series of like some sort of Toronto version of The Wire or Top Boy or. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he's done with acting for now, isn't it? Maybe it feels like he's done it. Uh, Makes more sense. I think it's probably more lucrative to have that, have his own production thing, have his own setup. Um, but yeah, big up Jake, man, putting in the work. Shout out to Drake. Um, um, I just re remembered talking about acting and stuff and directing. I remember seeing, um, do you remember that um, TV show um, which was similar to Rap Game UK, but the one that Chance the Rapper and T.I. and yeah. uh, Cardi B were, were the, hosting? Um, yeah, the, the talent show. It was on Netflix, wasn't it? And um, so the guy that won it, D Smoke. Yeah, he's got, he had an album out, didn't he? Yeah, I checked out his latest album. But Black Habits. I didn't really think it was that great. I thought it was all right. Did, but did you see him for bring me, out? That was that was like a three pint kind of album. Really? Yeah. Three, three pint. I'm going to check it because I do like him. Um, did you see him bringing out Deontay Wilder? <laughs> no. So he brought out Deontay Wilder because it's Black History Month in America. Yeah. Or was Black History Month? I think last last month in February, and he brought out Deontay Wilder. Because he's got a record called Black or something like that, and um, mm. it, yeah, and Deontay Wilder came in wearing some mask and outfit, and and he blamed that outfit for his loss against Tyson Fury, didn't he? Got punched up. What a donut! Said it, said, said the outfit was like forty pounds weighing him down, but you were three stones, three stone lighter than the the man you're fighting. What'd you make of the fight? It's like it was always going to be. I did say yeah. I did say it was made a significant difference him Fury having a new trainer. 
helping him hit a bit harder and then putting on free stone made a massive difference. So you combine that, you combine that with being already an outstanding mover mm. and reader of fighting and also then being able to win by any means, being able to win ugly. He didn't win ugly, but there were certain times in the rounds where getting in close, holding Wilder, um, preventing him from releasing that devastating right, he was getting up close and he was frustrating him. Honestly, I'd say it was an ugly win because in the first fight in Wilder versus Fury won, I thought that was that was like a masterclass of boxing on Fury's behalf. It was very clean. There was loads of sort of bobbing and weaving and an amazing kind of like little combination. Even though he got banged out. Uh, eventually, he lost the fight. But, you know, he was the people's champ, wasn't he? He was like the lineal champ and everyone kind of yeah, felt like... Draw. Yeah, it was a draw. Everyone kind of felt like, yo, you can see that Fury's a better boxer. In the second fight, I thought it was a lot more ugly. He, I was, he, I he was getting a lot more closer which I didn't expect. There was a lot more kind of like clinching and... I hear what you're saying. I think it was a better fight the second time around. Okay. Did I thought it was, there was a lot more action in the second fight. Yeah. The second fight was like... That, they that went to war, shot, man. Body they shot. went to war. That body shot was mad. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying in, in some respect, but I think he showed Wild... He showed Wild even more... Like, showed him up even more in this fight because he didn't get close. He didn't even win a round. See, um, maybe the second was like 9 or, or, or the third fight. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing about the second fight for me was what I think people might have expected, like or maybe like neutrals, people that weren't so like hardcore, obviously me just being a casual fan. No, um, I wouldn't so say, you're, you're, you're into your boxing. I wouldn't say you're casual. casual. I'm a casual fan. Nah, you so, know your stuff, man. You like so, so people like me that, you know, would go into this fight thinking, okay, Wilder's a slugger and Fury's like a boxer, mm. right? So you're thinking Wilder's going for the knockout, and Fury's going to be trying to maybe just pick his little punches, win the rounds on points, and maybe get a decision for, uh, to win on, on points. What I didn't see coming was uh, Fury getting the knockout. Uh, although I remember you telling me that you know, Fury was, put, was putting on more weight, so that would kind of suggest that maybe he was going to try and lean into some shots with the extra weight that he's got. But I didn't see that coming. So for me, it, just, it was a bit out of the blue, the way that the fight went down. And I thought it was incredible, because in the first fight... Uh, Fury showed that he's a better boxer than Wilder yeah. and in the second fight he also showed that he's got more power and he can knock a man out as well and end the fight uh, and he met him in the ring he met him in the middle he, if you notice he just constantly kept moving forward kept moving forward mm. even and then not only just to smother him but he just took the fight to him where Wilder was on the back foot and trying to throw a big shot on the back foot uh, is hard for anyone but if you're not got the skills that you know, Wilder doesn't possess the skills, does he? Mm. So that'll be interesting to see what happens if they have a third match. Do you think there's going to be a third one? I mean... Is there any point? This is the thing. From what I'm saying, for me, it kind of looks like Fury is the better boxer from two fights in. He's got the belts. What's the point? That's it. it what is the point? If they have a third... I mean, the only thing that could get a third fight going is the fact that Deontay Wilder is complaining. And to be fair, he did bust his ear. It looked like there was internal bleeding. Yeah, yeah, just messed him up, and, man. You know, and that's like, that was quite early in the fight when that happened. So I'll give him maximum respect for carrying on because oh, yeah, you could yeah. see like his equilibrium was off. Like his balance was gone. Like his legs were shaking. He couldn't, he could barely like stand. And he carried on like that, round after round. I think the, f the fight went on for quite a few rounds after his ear got busted. So I give Wilder all the props in the world for carrying on. He's a boxer that people like as well as respect. They might not respect him as an actual skillful boxer, but he's not someone that you dislike. Mm. Uh, so we wish him the best of luck. What but happens? It'll be interesting what happens with... But this is the thing. Anthony this Joshua the thing down the line. This is the thing that could make it interesting for a third fight. Because of that ear injury, you could say, well... If his ear wasn't busted, maybe it would have been a different fight. Maybe he would have knocked him out at some point because yeah. he does have that knockout power. He always had the ability to knock Fury out. But he didn't look like anywhere releasing it at all throughout the fight. And also, Tyson Fury had a massive gash in the previous fight opened up. Mm. And a lot of people were talking about, oh, is that going to get brought out again, a clash of heads or a big right? Is that going to open it yeah. up and open up, mess up his eyes? So you're always in that sort of realm of uncertainty with boxing about your health, but... Um, now, massive respect to him. I mean, God, we couldn't do, we couldn't last three seconds, let alone three minutes with uh, a hey. with a heavyweight. Respect so to the uh, to the um, to the uh, corner for throwing in the towel mm. because that was getting that was a brutal beating. It is it just was absolutely brutal. If, if you guys haven't seen the fight, go and watch that. I think that was one of the best mm. fights you're probably going to see this year. And also, just 
from the Tyson Fury camp, Billy Joe Saunders might be fighting Canelo Alvarez lining up soon. I think they're trying to get the paperwork done, so that'll be good. Ooh. That'll be good for Billy Joe, um, great boxer, when he wants to turn it on against good uh, competition, but Alvarez, best monster at the minute, so. That'll be a good fight, man. Um, we done hit the hour mark, man. Is there anything else you, you, you want to talk about? or We can fly through. We didn't talk about uh, Meg the Stallion. I didn't listen to Meg the Stallion album. Okay. I know Meg the Stallion had some issues with her record company, but we don't really know too much about it. But I saw some latest video and, oh, ridiculous. But the More album... ridiculous. Mi mixed reviews on the album I've heard. I'm not really, <laughs> lis I'm not really listening to it. I'm not really a big fan of, of her uh, music, but... But you are a big fan of her personality. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, she's an attractive young woman. She's so well. No, I don't mind that rapping style, that like Houston rapping style that like Bun B did. Yeah, and it's very like, did 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 did. It's very like straight and like pow pow pow. So I like Bun B though. Yeah, Bun B is a legend, man. Old UGK. I'm gonna go back and pump some UGK. Yeah, man. Um, and what else did we talk about? Oh, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. He, he had a great album as well. You're talking about album of the year. I'd definitely say he had, he, his album could be up there. Really? Mm, only because I say, only because like sort of the cross genre of things and what he was bringing forward, like that whole New York, London mashup of drill, Brooklyn swag. And he was young and he had two big records and unfortunately he's passed away. So... It's a solid album. Something if you want if you want some inspiration to go run into or drive into that Pop Smoke album, it's a good album, man. Um, I like I like the stuff he does with Travis. Um, see, I don't like Travis Scott, but you don't like Travis Scott? No, I can't stand him. Oh, don't right. get it at all. Jack Boys, that's the squad. Yeah, nah. I like the Jack Boys. Wiggity, sound, wiggity, wiggity, whack. Man. Not feeling it. But, um, um, yeah, no. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Yeah. I actually saw an interview with him in um, Nebraska or whatever that chick's name is. Now, why am I parting there for? <laughs> so, interview with Nadeska. Nebraska, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and like a stripper's name. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. No, like that's like a state or something in America, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Well, no, I saw, <laughs> I saw the interview with Nadeska and uh, Pop Smoke, and he seemed like, uh, you know, a really just like grounded young man. Um, there was one thing he said in that interview that I thought was quite interesting, um, which kind of helped me to relate to him a bit, where he said he hangs around with women because he, he doesn't like hanging around with men because men can just be, like, really jealous. Interesting. Um, which, I, yeah, I kind of related to him on that one because, you know... Usually it's the other way around, around isn't it? I mean, women can be a bit catty and bitchy, but men can be too. And men can be just, like, haters, like, you know, oh, like, he's not this, he's not that, look at him, and you know? Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it's a sad loss for anyone to go. Um, little dog walking a dog. Yeah, so it's a shame that he passed. But yeah, check that out. Um, some other music just quickly on the Gram tip. Got a big up. Uh, Diesel, D-Power that released. Uh, a few new tunes. Uh, Irie, which is out with Double and Wiley. And also Half Past Two, which I think I preferred a bit more. Half Past Two, very, very grimy. Uh, shelling it down. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's always new music at Beer Rap Bants, Beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com. You can always review you your music, really talk about it. Let us know any of the topics that touched your heart. Happy International Women's Day. Hey, I almost forgot about that. Happy <laughs> International Women's Day. To all the women listening, all our female listeners, subscribers. And um, we've had the last few. I, episodes think, I think it's actually quite. Uh, have been women. Quite so. appropriate that we're actually in a woman's establishment, a woman's business, place of business right now while we're recording this on International Women's Day. So I think that's kind of us paying homage to women right now. Yeah, she, I'm, I'm sure she's ready to close up now. Ellen, are you ready to close up? Ten minutes. So happy International Women's Day. <laughs> 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 Sorry? Oh, Five that's minutes. It, that's so you should have said that's 20 it, minutes. That's it. She wants to sell. 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's myself, Ben English. Don't forget, you can check us out on all streaming platforms and also on the football podcast, Alternative Weekends, ready for your commute to work. Cal, it's been really good recording with you today, as always. Yeah, man. Likewise, Appreciate man. you, bro. Um, so, yeah, again, shout out to Ash and Lou on their stag do. Um, not together. They're not like, I wonder if Ash is ever going to get married. That's pressure. 
Wow. Oh, Why sorry, you sorry, that? sorry. Guy code. Man just violates it every week. What do you mean? <laughs> sorry, man. Um, shout out to Ash and Lou. I'm sure they're having a lot of fun. Plays Jackie Day, just get married. Together, <laughs> See, first of all, I don't want to be in this relationship. Lou, Lou throws a bouquet, Ash catches it. Oh, man's like jumping over people, like trying to win a header, in it, And a football pitch. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, on me, on me, send me. Climbing up people. Oh, back, post, back. <laughs> back, back, to the back, to the back. Pause. Whoa, <laughs> to the back. That's mad. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, I'm sorry, man. I'm just waffling. It's, it's all that sugar that I've had. Oh, man. There's no alcohol in your system, bruv. You shouldn't be this hype. Always. Uh, were you one of those kids where your parents said you can't drink, like, fizzy drinks because you get too hyper? Um, probably. Like, mom, there's a running joke with me and, like, Ricky. He's, like, yeah. squash, like, orange squash. Like, he used to come to my house. I'll offer him orange squash and he used to die over that, like... Because uh, we never had Coke or fizzy drinks in the house, never. Mm. And even now, we don't have fizzy drinks in the house. So, possibly, yeah, we weren't allowed to drink fizzy drinks, so it just drive us mad. So, even on holiday, we, was at, we had a one, one Coke a day rule on holiday. One? Yeah, my mum would give me like one line a day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have in your can. Well, you got to get your energy from somewhere. Um, no, one fizzy drink, one Coke or Fanta. Do you remember Fanta? Yes. I like my Fanta, Fanta with no Heist before J-Huss. <laughs> or Orangina. Listen, Orangina let me tell you, when I went to Ghana when I was a kid. Oh, happy Ghanaian Independence Day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They had um, a Left lot it of, late, um, but we got it in there. A lot of fizzy drinks in bottles, glass bottles. Yeah. And so my, fa- my favourite was the Fanta. Fanta in a glass bottle out in Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heat all bearing down you and then that ice cold, refreshing drink. Mm. Good, man. Good I stuff. wonder if they ever made Fanta ice poles. You could probably make your own one, couldn't you? Probably. Not in this weather. But make um, Fanta ice cubes. And then put the ice cubes in your Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Double on Tony's Fanta man. ice cubes, baby. Fa- I like my Fanta ice cubes with no ice. Um, anyway, we're, we're rambling on. Big up, everyone listening. Make sure you share, subscribe. Um, yep. hit, hit us up. Yep. Uh, myself, Ben. Myself, Cal. Thanks for listening. We out. Peace no more, man. Peace. Peace and love makes the world go round. Peace.